டேய் மச்சி இன்ட்ரோ போடுறா friend. singa the courtesy lion <laughs> the courtesy lion da <laughs> it's singa right singa is it singa i think it's yeah 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 it's singa it's singa singa okay anyway for for those of you that don't know um we have this mascot in singapore called singa the courtesy lion um and i was reminded of him today because before this episode started to be recorded spencer and i were talking about him <laughs> and how you wanted to throw him at this this person who had irritated me <laughs> so i don't know today we just decided to talk about kindness man um reason why i started thinking about it and and want to talk about it is um because i was at the uh, supermarket the other day I was picking up some groceries for myself mm. um and i just as as done with the day you know i was done as fuck yeah, it was a long day at work i just wanted to grab my shit get out there didn't want to interact with anybody else um and yeah just be done So I was standing at the deli, I was getting salami, and the guy who was serving me was just this it was just really upbeat, you know, it was really and and I was just trying not to make eye contact. I was just looking at my meat. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, don't make eye contact. Just give me my stuff so I can fuck out of here." Mm. Um and the guy was just like, "Oh, would you like to try some of this? Um I can get you some of that if you want to sample it, blah blah blah." And I was like, "Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, can I try some of this?" So he gave me a couple of um you know give me a couple of samples and then you know sample a few other things and and then we just you know i just thought i'd be polite i asked him so how's your day you know like how you know was it busy today and um so we just got to talking and then just after uh, you know before i left i thanked him and i just noticed that his name on his name tag was brian so i just said thank you brian you know have a good day and um walked off and i was thinking about it i was like shit man this guy does this for a living You know, mm. like he works at the supermarket for a living. Imagine how many thousands of people he sees in a day mm. that don't even stop to know his name mm. that he served. You know, and I'm like, you know, just a little bit of kindness sometimes I feel goes a long way. Just being able to have that small human interaction with that person, yeah. ask them how the day has been, you know, acknowledge that they have a name, yeah, and 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 just leave it at that. It doesn't have to be a big damn thing. Um, mm. and it just yeah, it just got me thinking about this whole thing, right? Kindness. I think yeah. it's it's it, it was in my upbringing, um, a lot where um, these values were sort of inculcated within me. You know, if mm. if somebody did something for you, say thank you, always say please. Mm. You know, um, and then I think back about Singapore, bro, and I'm like, motherfuckers, <laughs> you know, these <laughs> things were these things were extended. For me it was in my own household where I learned you know how to mm. be polite you know how to be kind how to be a bit more generous mm. the fact that we used that we had to have a fucking campaign for courtesy is ridiculous la <laughs> but it's interesting why right? I I mean I don't remember I I guess we can sort of explore as to why we started having the the whole um courtesy courtesy line thing because mm. in we must have been really shit people man 
I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I mean, I don't know. But I'm just going to pull out something that um, that happened. I mean, like, as he was talking about this, I just realized, yeah, today, something unkind happened today in front of me. Um, so it's on a, on a WhatsApp group, um, you know, with my work and all that. And so someone someone left uh, a bag of, I don't know, was it pastries or bag, uh, bread at, at the gym and forgot to take it back. One of the trainers. Okay, so she left it there yesterday, I think, and she didn't take it home. And today, the whoever was the the girl on duty, she was like, uh, "Whoever left this, please clear it. Thank you. Uh, please don't leave your your things around. If it's not if it's not clear by today, we'll throw it away. You know that kind of thing." And I was like, "Okay, fine." And then um, this girl replied almost immediately, the one that was um, that that the bag belonged to. And she was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I I couldn't come down yesterday. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, come down today, and I will. I will. Uh, I bought it from another colleague. So she bought the bread from another colleague whose mom bakes it. Now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then she's like, "Oh, I got it from her, but um, I will come and collect it today. Come down." And then that girl, that whose mom bakes the thing, drops a message and goes, "Hi, so and so. My mom only only bakes according to how you order." So if you ordered for yesterday, it it will be baked for yesterday and given to you. And also, um, so next time, just you know, um, uh, order order at a time that you can actually pick up. And and after that, and also um, don't forget to pay me thanks. And then uh, <laughs> this girl's reply was like, "Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll come down in a bit." You know, and and I dropped the gif of Trevor Noah going like, "Ooh, drama, wow," because <laughs> I was like. And, and especially on a message, right? It's mm. there's also there's no tone in message. Like it's kind of hard to sort of gauge. The yeah, tone. figure out what the tone was. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like you have to be a lot more um, apt when you message these days because everyone's on a fucking message and everyone's in a group chat or some shit like that. And mm. and you know each other, right? Because it's not. It's okay. By the way, the, it's not like our team is made up of like. Um, I don't know, 60 people or some shit. It's just a bunch of people. You know, a bunch of front desk people and a bunch of trainers, right? And everybody knows everybody. We all work together. We do a lot of things together. I mean, it doesn't... Why Why be so... Det- I mean, how do I say this? I mean, I feel there was like some level of passive aggression from from them to, yeah, yeah. towards this person. Like, I feel like it was unnecessary. I think mm-hmm. it's unnecessary to to... I don't know if that's also unkind to you know like I don't know if that's unkind, but I feel mm. like it was not very courteous. Maybe yeah, yeah. I think it might be, might be. You might be right. Maybe the kinder thing could have been you know to just go, hey, you forgot your stuff. You know, um, could you please mind picking it up and not having to you know for the second person to chime in and go, oh yeah, you know like my mom baked it you know specifically for you on this day. You know, like, where the fuck are you sort of thing. Yeah. Because there may have been a million reasons why she couldn't come pick up the bread, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, and right? Yeah. To me, it's just offering that, that other person the benefit of the doubt rather than going straight into the, oh, and by the way, make sure you pay for it as well. Yeah, I think that was unnecessary. And and especially, like, you enter the message and then you go on the next line and say, like, don't forget to pay me as well. It's like, what are you trying to say? You know, you... Yeah. you, you I feel like when you say shit like that, you are actually trying to hurt the other person. It's just, how else? I can't see it any other way. I feel like, mm. 
if she's being so apologetic, if this person was an asshole, and then you want to like, okay, fine, if you're going to be an asshole, then I'm going to reply to you in a professional and cold manner. Fine, cool. Mm. But mm. if these person, these people are your teammates, you know, like you guys work together as a small team. It's, it's, everyone's in this together. It's, it's a bit, it's just strange because, okay, by the way, like the gym we work at, we, we, we used to have a very, very, um, very solid sort of, you know, uh, group relationship. Like we used to have a very family oriented kind of feel. And we sort of have lost it um, in the last couple of months. or Not even the last couple of months, the last year, I would say. But we expanded. Yeah. Okay, so that's what we gave up. Lah. We gave up that organicness. Um, it's what happens when you expand too quickly, I feel. and mm. But see, kindness, coming back to kindness, right? I feel like people don't... People have a, a knack for passive aggression these days. Like, people don't want to out, be outwardly an asshole, you know? Mm. But i rather have... Okay, it's weird. But I'd rather have someone who is outwardly an asshole than yeah. a passive aggressor. I feel yeah. like anyone that's not like... That pretends to be nice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. fuck. Yeah, yeah. Why are you doing that? It's like... Uh. It drives me up the fucking wall. Like, I'd rather you just be an asshole. Just be, It'd be an like, asshole. Yeah, it's, it's almost like... You're absolutely right. That's something that... Um, it's funny because I felt like... That's one of those things where it's, it's reversed. So a lot of things I felt like... I felt like I've experienced a lot more kindness... Um, you know, being in Australia, but it's also funny because I've I also feel like I've experienced a lot more passive aggression <laughs> um, from from people here rather than just outward in your face, like you know, mm. um, just rudeness, which I would much rather prefer because you know, like it's it's almost like these people they want to keep their ego intact or they want to keep that facade that they're nice, kind mm. people intact. Mm. Um, so they have to resort to this this aggression um but again you know in a in a very masked way yeah you know and they're very very good at at at, um i I find that they're very good at doing this because they they don't want to come off as being aggressive they don't want to come off as being you know stirring the pot or Mm. or or being too forceful Mm. they want to keep this this very nice exterior facade that they have going on I can't fucking do it. If you piss me off, I'll tell you that you fucking piss me off. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then we can and we can have an argument from that. And then we can just, you know, we can respectfully sort of come together again and go, okay. And I think I and I, I think and and I feel like right now in this generation is especially because everyone is afraid to sort of um say politically incorrect things that they have become and I'm guessing you probably feel it more in Australia because that's how it is, right? It's about it's it's really important to sort of not challenge this mm, this facade of equality of everything and respecting everyone and all that kind of shit. Like everybody's still trying to negotiate how to be politically correct. You know, there are a lot of layers to these things, right? So yeah, so yeah. it's like more so than Singapore. I think that this uh, need to be politically correct, you know, and 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 just. Yeah, but we do see this shift, right, in Singapore because as we, um, you know, progress the younger into, generation, uh, right. yeah, as we progress into this, you know, this new era of, of well, general, the whole the globalization that's happening right now, we are becoming more aware of political stands, and we, we're becoming more more politically aware of things. So we have to be very careful about how we say certain things, which I I, I understand, 
And I agree. Like, yes, you can't go up. You can't just be like racist or sexist or whatever. I get it. But in turn, we have developed this, this or many have developed this keen sense of um, passive aggression, which is really fucking unnecessary. And like, and if you, and it's like, it's almost as though like they say it so that you would retaliate in a politically incorrect manner so that you would be painted as the asshole. And I think I've, I've had, this, this happened to me one too many times in my life. So I'm very, 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 very aware to it. So when I see it happening, I, I, would, I, would, I would have to remind myself that this is like a fishing. This is like, they could potentially, not like it's a win or lose the fishing, fishing for that reaction out of you, right? Yeah, it's almost as though like you want me to snap. But can you deal with me snapping? You probably won't. But you, what, what you will do is that you would pain me to be the asshole. So what happens is that I also cannot snap. <laughs> I can't snap and let my frustrations out. So I have to also become passive aggressive, you know, to sort of get the point across in some sense. And in the case of this particular story that I was telling you about on the WhatsApp group with this girl, right? Like, she was not the type. So when I put the meme, she messaged me privately about it. And she was like, mm. I thought I was the only one that felt that this is fucking weird. But mm. I was like, no, 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 you're right. This is a fucking joke. That's what it is. They're being a fucking dick. You know, like, it's just, it's, 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 it's unnecessary. But I've also noticed this recently. Um, so, like, okay, another thing that happened um, uh, at, at, the, at work as well. You know, this is, these are younger individuals, right? So this girl works at the front desk, and, and now she manages, like, the front desk and shit. So, um... The trainers need batteries for their mic packs. Uh, and usually I always, I've always picked it up from the rechargeable battery, you know, socket. So um, I went there and I was like, oh, it's not switched on. Shit. Uh, how do, you know, where do I get the batteries and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, and this girl is like, oh, just use the, the, the non-rechargeable ones. And I'm like, oh, but I've always used the rechargeable ones. Can I just use them? And then she just out of no fucking way, just gets like um gets gets snappy at me and go like the rechargeable rechargeable batteries are not working the socket is just not working okay it's just not working so you just use the other one then i was like i looked at it i was like all right calm down calm down i'll just get the other one yeah is that okay with you you feel better (laughs) i'm like what the fuck you know i'm like being nice here and I'm, i'm i'm trying to be you know polite right i mean who knows what you have, but I've got to do my fucking job, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I, if I've always done it this way and you come around and say like, no, it's not. It's, I just, I just find it so unnecessary. Like, why, why do people do that? You know, why do, why do you want to be so sharp unnecessarily? What, mm. what do you achieve from being sharp? I feel like every time when you cut a conversation or you be like so razor sharp with certain things, yeah. You are I almost feel like you're cutting the relationship or you're cutting the connection between me mm. and you. You know what I mean? It's like now I'm wary of this person. Now mm. I know that I can't speak to this person the same way I have always spoken to. Now I feel like I don't need you anymore in my life. Now I feel mm. like fuck off, don't waste my time. So next time you come to me and oh, can you do this for me? I'll be like, Yeah, yeah, okay, let me think about it. It's never yeah. gonna be yeah. like, Yeah, for sure. Let me help you out. Mm-hmm. It's never going to it be that. Have taken her much effort to sort of just be nice about it instead of sort of being snappy. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. And this also comes to the story about your salami thing, right? Like, 
You see, you are not having a good day or whatever, you're tired or whatever, fuck. And the least you could do is what do what you did, right? It was to, you know, mm. all right, I'm just not going to have a conversation, but I'm not going to be an asshole. I'm just going to, mm. you know, I'm, just, I'm tired. I'm just going to keep it to myself. Whatever, it's fine. Go like, hi, yeah, bye. Thank you. Give me this. Thank you. Bye bye. You know, please, thank you are like very fucking basic things. They're not just supposed to be. It's not about just appearance, right? It's not about yeah. that because they they force you when you say please and thank you. They mm. sort of force you to remember that you're not living in this world alone, <laughs> and that yeah. you need another yeah. person to get shit done. You see, without, exactly. without that dude at the counter, you're not going to get your fucking sandwich. It's just what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and going back to those two words, though, that's the other grab I had, I think, growing up mm. um, in Singapore. Because I, I very seldom heard people use please or thank you. Mm. Um, you'd, um, you'd do something for somebody. Like, you know, the number of times I've given up my seat in the train. Mm. Um you know, and I give up my seat in the train, you know, that's just because that was what I was brought up to do. You know, if you see somebody struggling, you see somebody older, you see a pregnant lady, mm. you know, Josh, you're an able-bodied man, just get the fuck up and give that seat away. That's what my dad taught me yeah. from a very young age, you know. Mm. And and he taught me to just do it. Mm. Um, okay, but he taught me if, if anybody does something for you, always mm. say thank you. Mm. So for me, what I noticed growing up was... um. And I only realized this after I got uh, got out of the country. So I would give up my seat. The person would take my seat, and that was it. Yeah. Okay. Um. And 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 that was it. I never really thought much about it, you know, until um. I remember this was the first day I was in uni in Perth, and I was at the supermarket again. Um. And this old lady, man, is the cutest thing ever. This old lady mm. was at the at the, the chiller section. So no, mm. these were the freezer sections because massive doors and stuff. Mm. Mm. And she was trying to, she was basically trying to reach something that was on the top shelf right at the back. So this lady, this petite old woman had opened up the huge fridge door, right. was literally standing inside the, the, the freezer and mm. trying to get this thing that was right up the top. Uh-huh. So I, I saw that from probably about like two meters away. So I just ran up to her and I was like, <laughs> would you like a hand with that? You know, would you like a hand with that? So she was like, yes, please. Um, so I opened the door. I reached in. I got out. I think she wanted some. I can't remember what exactly it was. I reached in. I, I got it for her and I gave it to her. Mm-hmm. And after I gave it to her, I immediately turned to walk to walk off, you know, right, because right. I was like, yeah, I've, I've helped her already, you know, now I can go. Mm. Um, and I wasn't expecting anything. Mm. Um, and she actually pulled on, she pulled my, my jumper, she held on to my jumper and she pulled it. Mm. And I was like, what's going on here? Mm. So mm. she's like, she was like, oh, hold on. Um, I was like, oh, okay. Um, she's, I was like, is there something else that you need help with? She's like, no, no. I just wanted to say thank you. That was really kind of you, you know, like, thanks for helping me out. Um, mm. and then she she offered to to get me like you know chocolate or a drink Aww. or something as if I was a small boy, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and it just felt really nice because I I I swear to God like I probably hadn't experienced that often enough in Singapore. Yeah, you yeah. know where you give up your seat to an older person, and I I, I probably can count or. Well, I yeah. barely can count, you know, the number yeah. of times where that, that old person has said, oh, thank you, you know, uh, or thank you for help, or, you know, just even a thank you or, or nod or something, you know. Yeah. It's almost like there is this 
expectation. No, you just give up your fucking seat to me because I'm older than you. <laughs> this this is a it's a sense of fucking entitlement, bro. It's but it's it almost is. like it's so awkward to do in our culture because the other thing, right, I'm going to bring up is I remember crossing the road, mm. like zebra crossings and stuff, you know, mm. walking across the zebra crossing because mm. there used to be one right outside my house. Mm. Um, and so people would stop, right? And as I was crossing, I would just wave at the guy, you know, thanks for stopping. Mm, mm, mm. And the number of times where I've seen these fellas in the car just look at me like confused, <laughs> you know, like like super confused, like, whoa, what the fuck is this guy? He's thanking me. What? What is he taking me for? I didn't give him money, but <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, is it so difficult just to be a basic human being? Yeah. I mean, if you're on a steering wheel, you could like, you could just like, you could just raise three fingers to just acknowledge my existence. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Something like that. You know what I mean? It's what the fuck. That's all, that's all it is. I don't know, man. So it does my head in. Yeah. It just completely does my head in yeah. because I feel like, I feel like that's probably why we needed to have a courtesy campaign, you know, because we were too busy, you know, chasing economic progress yeah. and trying to build ourselves into a powerhouse of a country that we just forgot what it was to be, you know, to have basic yeah. human decency. I think we've really, we sacrificed a lot of that, right? Because we don't value that. We don't value mm. that at all. Um, it's, 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 it's all about quick, fast, get this done. Bum, bum, bum. You know, don't waste time. Da, 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 da. And it's just, in the process of doing all this, you know, you forget, you know, there are some, some important words to add to your sentences, like please and thank you and welcome. You know, yeah. I, 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 I agree, man, dude. Like, I, what I, I have been, I, I used to, I have also been brought up to say these things. I've been brought up to be mm. kind, brought up to, to, you know, help people. And like, albeit with like a lot of um, uh, frustrations with my mom, you know, mm. <laughs> you know, and like, I'm sure you had it, lah. You know, when you go to a shop and then you go and buy something, or or or, or uh, someone's like struggling with something, you just stare at them, and your mom goes like, "Pop, can you go and help her?" <laughs> you're like, you? I'm like, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it probably would have started that way. Yeah, you'd be like, because you don't know, like, right? I mean, when you're young, you're like, "Oh, fuck, help for what?" You know, <laughs> just, yeah. fuck, lah. She's older than me, but she can do it. Right? But then you realize, like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's you just yeah, don't know. Yeah, 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 but that's 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 how we. That's basically how we grew up. Yeah, right? it's like you see someone struggling. Go and help them, lah. What are you? What are you looking at? Yeah, exactly. You know? like, it didn't. It didn't matter whether you knew the person or not. It was just like, what the fuck are you doing? Should yeah. help the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I think it's a very yeah. like. I don't know, man. I think both our parents must have done that. You know, when someone falls and you just stare and then be like, what the fuck are you looking at? Yeah. Go and oh, help, bro. Lah. That's another thing. Thank you for getting onto that. See, this is not trigger point. I completely fucking forgot about this. Okay. Um. So. This was when I was in Singapore. Same same exact situation, right? But two different countries, okay? Okay. So, okay. I remember um, I wrapped up. I was at um, California Fitness mm, mm. in Novena. So, Velocity. Mm. Yeah. So, I finished up at the gym. I met a friend. We were going to go out for lunch. Mm. And so, I was crossing the road, you know, on the way to St. Mike's. Mm-hmm. So you know there's a there's a um, pedestrian crossing there. Yeah, the big one. Crossing the yeah. road. Okay. So this guy on his motorbike, man, mm. he he basically he was I think he was going too fast and he didn't realize that the lights were gonna change. So he oh. slammed on his brakes, oh, screeched to a halt. Which was which was good because he didn't go across the line. Um but then um sort of slid off his bike so his bike fell over and he he was he was um you know he was sort of trapped under it a little bit oh fuck mm. um so i see this happen um and there's obviously this is like 
peak lunch hour, okay? It's oh, peak man. period. There's a whole bunch of people standing on either end. Yeah. It's probably about like 20 people combined standing at either end. Yeah. Um, And I, the minute I saw that happen is I just ran. Right. I ran towards him. I mean, obviously, I made sure that there were no cars and everything. I just ran towards him. Right. Um. You know, I was trying to help him pick his bike up. Then the next minute, my friend came. He was on the other side, you know, pushing and, you know, helped to get this guy up. And all of us were, both of us were helping him. Mm. And obviously, as this happened, the pedestrian crossing lights turned green, right? Mm. Because it would have come red light for the cars to stop and yeah, then pedestrian yeah. lights go green. So... People were just walking by us and mm. looking at us. Nobody else offered the fucking help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Nobody else offered the fucking help. Now, same fucking thing happened in Australia. So I finished I finished off um no, it's lunchtime. I was going for, I was going to lunch from my office and we we're walking out. We we're gonna Yeah, we we're just gonna go into the city to grab some food, mm. because um, office is in the city. Um so this guy there's a cross junction outside my office, which is just, that's a, the number of times I've seen people get into accidents at a cross junction, it's just fucked up, okay? Okay. So, this guy gets hit, he's on his motorbike and gets hit by um, a car. And oh, the car fuck. doesn't stop, the car just fucks off. Ah oh, man, you know? fuck. So, he gets hit by a car, he's struggling. Um, so, I'm one of the first few people that runs up towards him, mm-hmm. Okay. But there were probably about five other people that ran together with me, mm. and that was a that's a fairly busy cross junction as well because it mm. was lunchtime, right? Um, so few of us ran up. Um, a couple of them tried were, were calling the ambulance. So there were a few of us tending to him, mm. you know, trying taking his shoe, taking his bag because everything flew everywhere, you know, um, tending to him. Somebody else was on the phone trying to get hold of the 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 ambulance. Um, and then there were other bystanders who were like, oh, don't worry. Like, I managed to get the license plate of the guy who hit you and everything. Ah. So the whole community came together mm. and rallied around this one person. Mm-hmm. You know, it was not just one or two people. Um, and it, to me, it was like, why? Like, why? Like, how? Mm. How is it that, you know, like, two similar situations in different countries people react so differently. Yeah. And it goes back to this thing. I wonder if it's... To me, I think it's this, okay? Again, when I was a social worker in Singapore, I remember I went for a home visit. Mm. Yeah, I went for a home visit. It was at the end of the day. I had wrapped up that home visit. This was in um, Yishun Ring Road. Mm. Uh, And as I was was leaving that block, um, you know, and going to take the bus, right? I saw this guy, man, this old man, sprawled on the floor. So his plastic bag was like oh, every, his plastic bag was on the floor, like broken. You know, he had oranges that he bought that were everywhere. He was sprawled on the floor. I thought this guy was dead, man. Oh fuck! So I I saw this and I'm like, fuck me, dead. Like I just finished work. <laughs> <laughs> I was going, I was going home and I see this guy on the floor. So I run up to him like, fuck, what's going on? Um, run up to him and ask him, uh, hey, uh, you know, like uncle, what's going on? Um, mm-hmm. are are you all right? Uh, and I'm trying, and, and he's groaning on the floor, and I'm slowly getting him to come to, you know. So he regains his senses and everything. I get him sitting up, and then I I, I help him to sit on the on the bench that's under the block. Um, and I'm like, what happened to you? He's like, I I can't remember. I think I've got you know, I've got low blood sugar. So I remember cr- uh, going to the shops. You know, my wife is um at home, so I went to the shops to get some stuff for her. Um, I came back and. 
was crossing the road and I felt dizzy and all I remember is, you know, um, just... Dropping. Passing out, dropping, oh, you know, dropping. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, how long were you here for? It's like, I, I think I was here for a while because I remember hearing footsteps and seeing people walk past me but nobody helped me. What the I'm like, fuck? I'm like, what do you mean? So so I helped him and he was like, oh, thanks, boy, you know, and I got him some water and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, thanks, boy, thank you, thank you, you know. Um, And I was like, where do you live? So he told me, so I live a, a few blocks away. I said, all right, look, I'm not going to let you walk home yourself. Mm, mm. Um, Let me let me walk you home, mm. you know. So I walked him home. Um, They were really nice, you know, wanted to make me a cup of tea and everything. And I was just like, mm. no, no, look, I have to rush off. Mm-hmm. But the appalling part was um the appalling part was um the fact that he told me that oh that you know there's been several other people that have walked by and nobody wanted to help me. So now I'm going back to my office and I worked for a um I worked for a Christian um back then uh, right? social mm-hmm. service. Yeah, yeah. No, I worked for a Christian social service um mm. um yeah, social service. Okay. So they there was a Christian organization that ran this um this mm. place that I was working at. Um, and I spoke to one of the senior social workers there because I was a social worker there. I spoke to one of the senior social workers there mm. and her husband was actually a pastor. So I told her about this thing and I was like, it's so upsetting that, to know that nobody, um, you know, nobody helped this person. Like nobody bothered helping this old man who had, you know, um, passed out and fallen, you know, sprawled out on the floor. Mm. And you know what her response to me was? What? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, like, I guess it makes sense because, you know, if anything happens to that old person and, you know, uh, let's say you save him um, and then he decides to sue you, you know. What the fuck? Then, then you are stuffed. I'm like, so you mean people actually stop and think about getting sued if they're helping somebody, is it? What? Um, and she's like, yeah, you know, if, if you help him and let's say you turn him over and he's got a... a, a blood clot or something and he ends up dying as a result of you helping him then you will get charged for his murder so that's probably why people are scared to help ah. that's like that's fucking ridiculous you mean people have time to think about these things if I see someone sprawl face down on the floor you know like my first instinct is to help him not to be worried whether I'm going to get sued or not you know as a result Um, Mm -hmm. and this coming from uh, one a social worker Mm. To the wife of a pastor, you know. I mean, yes. they go go around preaching. What would Jesus do, right? Okay. Before yeah. all of you guys get up in arms, I, you know, I, I was Catholic. I was brought up in the church, you know, so I know very well <laughs> all these things. Okay, so I'm not saying anything bad about um, Christianity. I'm just saying in general, right? You guys say what would Jesus fucking do, right? So would Jesus stand there and worry about fucking? Oh my God, I could get sued if I touch this guy. Let me just leave him alone. Now nah. God will help him. You, you know what I mean like <laughs> he just stands there and goes and looks at it and goes ah, God willing and then he walks away yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the you know, fuck like, what the actual fuck so I know here I know here in Australia they have this thing called like um, I think it's the Good Samaritan Law where you know if, I think if we do as well do help right? somebody we do as well and and they, they end up you know dying or whatever mm. um, as long as you didn't do anything that was considered malpractice or could have contributed to death you know you are you are not going to be liable. Yeah, yeah. But how fucked is that, man? Like, yeah, man. That that's that's crazy, bro. That's fucking crazy. That oh. yeah, we shouldn't be worried about these things, right? I mean, that's yeah. the last thing you should be worried about. What the fuck? Why are we worried about these things? Like, I think we do have a good Samaritan law as well, but I think it takes it start like there are some procedures to do it. Um, mm. If I'm not wrong, but it 
it doesn't. You see, if someone's, I mean, oh, fuck lah, whatever it is. I right? know what the procedure is like in Singapore. It's probably you see the fellow on the floor, you call the police first. <laughs> Everything is called the police. The cat stuck in the fucking tree, or so they call the police lah. <laughs> yeah, dude, and um, I think it's this lack of um, just lack of empathy, man. Lack of empathy, mm. lack of understanding human connection, lack of understanding the lack of understanding the the benefits of having a a well connected community. In some sense, I think it's just it's something that I think Singaporeans have lost, and they don't they don't see it. They don't feel like they can depend on each other, and not just Singaporeans. I'm guessing a lot of like fast paced cities have this. They may have it. I'm not saying all, but I, I feel they may have it. Countries who countries of you know great on capitalism in some sense. You know, capitalism mm. is good and it's important in some sense, but to be to pride capitalism over human connection, you know, at, at all times, I feel like they would be like this because they're more worried about their well-being, right? Because, you yeah. know, you know, their well-being, well, their well-being is always challenged and, and to a point in which they feel like, fuck it, man, I'm not going to just help everybody. What the fuck? I can't even help myself. And it's true, yeah. you know, I don't believe, you see, if a person can't help himself, he's not going to help others. It's just what it is. Yeah. It's it's a mm. fact. You can't come and come tell me that you know um, you're gonna be a fucking like I don't know Mother Teresa. It just <laughs> even she had to help herself first before she could help others. It's just what it is. Mm. You need some kind of support system. But what we don't understand is if we don't help each other, we don't have the opportunity to help ourselves because we need each other, right? So the mm. cycle is the cycle gets broken, right? You see, if I help you and you help me, and the cycle continues. So if I have an issue or with something or I need help or I need support, I need social support or I need just an emotional support or something, let's just say you were crossing the road and you fell down and I helped you out and it turns out that, you know, uh, you were good at something that I really fucking needed. Mm. But even that, see, I, I, take, I take offense even with that, like, that notion because why do we need to help someone just because there's something in it for us? And that's why it goes back to kindness, right, where... We're helping, we're just helping for the sake of helping, you know. I, I believe in this whole thing where it's like, it's karma. Yeah. You know? um, like, you, I'm not helping because I want something back. I'm helping because, you know, for me, I believe there's a God out there. Mm. You know, he gave me all these abilities to do things. Mm. Like, I'm helping and it doesn't matter whether anybody else gives me anything. I, I mm. feel like God is watching. Mm. You know, and that's that's for you, right? I mean, like that's because yeah, you have you believe you're, yeah. you you believe in the concept of God and everything. But I feel yeah. like when I when I say okay, when I try to explain the idea of like um, getting something back, it's not about you expecting to get something back, but it's important to understand that we do not live alone in this planet, and that we need each other to do things. Yeah. And you might think that one day it'll be you. Yeah, You're right. I see what you mean. Now, one yeah. day it'll be you in that situation, yeah. and you hope that somebody else will be there to help you. Yeah, exactly. Because you don't know when these situations are going to come. Like this old man who popped and fall on the ground. It's not like mm. when he, as he was going to the shop, he thought that yeah, I'm going to fall down the road later and hope someone's going to save me. Fuck mm. no! It just happens, and shit like that happens, man. All the fucking time, accidents happen. Shit happens, and. And if you if you don't make the effort to help someone, what makes you think that you need? What makes you think that you deserve? Yeah. What makes you think that you deserve any kind of help? If you're not willing to help someone, you know, one of my ex right. my ex business partners, um, 
was it's, it's a strange thing because for me, I help, I always help, but I, I've, I've always, I feel bad to say this, but I think I've always been the type that I will look at someone and go like, can they help themselves? If they can, mm-hmm. okay, then I'm not going to help you because you can help yourself. I help you for what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, I'm not yeah. talking about accidents. I'm not talking about like if someone falls and I'm like, look at you, can you help yourself up? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. that, that's like, I mean like, that's fucked up. Like, the guy falls down and go like, walk wait, it wait, off. wait, wait, walk nah, it wait, off. wait, 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 he's put one leg up, can lah. Okay, done, I walk away. Yeah. Fuck yeah. no lah, you know, you're going to help the person. But I'm talking about like, for example, like old aunties who said sell tissue papers or like mm. just, you know, someone that, um, that, I don't know, even if he or she pretends to be blind or whatever, you know, selling something and trying to get something out of, you know, just, just, just to make some living, lah, you know. I, I, I was always measured with it. But this business owner, this business partner of mine, my previous business partner, she, no matter what the fuck it was, lah, if anyone came to her and said, uh, buy, buy tissue paper or buy some doll from this thing, blah, 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 she'll look at it and she'll like, okay, yeah, she'll just pay. Especially if it's an older person, especially if it's someone with, uh, with an impairment or whatever, she'll just buy and I'd be like, how do you know this person needs it? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know if, it, mm. if they need it, but I know they need the money. My question was, how do you know that this person has whatever impairment? Or how do you know that this person couldn't find a job? And, and then she told me, it's like, I don't know how much effort they're putting to finding a job. And I don't know if they actually have the impairment. But I do know that they need the money. And do I have the money? Yes. Mm. Wow, that's actually that's actually... That is actually really magnanimous of her. Yeah, and because I because you're right. I'm I'm like that as well. I'll be thinking to myself like, do they really have an impairment? You know, um, is that really going to be the case? Yeah, I think for me here it's usually drugs. Yeah, you know, um, like because also here I think because they've got such good social support systems and mm. stuff like that. When when you know when they ask for money and stuff, I'm like. You know, does this guy really need the money? Mm. Um, you know, do I really do I really want to give them the money? Um, there's services that provide free food. Like, yeah, uh, the social social supports here are a lot better than in Singapore. So there's like meals for the homeless and stuff like that. Mm. You know, people who volunteer to cook up really decent meals, mm. and and I feel like. To a certain extent, yeah, people abuse it. But you're right, you know, like we, what what they do with what they do with it is up to them. Correct. You know, yeah. what we can focus on is, you know, Are we, what we can do. Exactly. So it's like when I think about that, right? And I and I, and, I, and ever since which I've always been like, I don't make a lot of money, but if I do, mm. if I can spare some change, and if someone is asking me, I would give it to them. But for me, I've added mm. a layer to that. If that person is really trying, you see, even mm. if you're pretending. <laughs> to be impaired in some sense you are trying to sell some shit to me I'm gonna give it to you it's yeah. still it's still sale right it's still something yeah. it's still you're, you're still doing something you're still sort of funding something you know what I mean like mm. it's it's not just I'm just like tossing money at some random dude that's just sitting by the by the pavement not wanting to do anything you know what I mean yeah. like those old aunties who sell tissue papers I might have like I have a ziplock in every bag so I can keep tissue papers just <laughs> because I buy them. And if I don't have the money, I'm just going to say, I'm so sorry, I don't have the money. Yeah. You know, yeah. because I genuinely don't, you know, because there are times yeah. where we don't, we just don't have enough. And sometimes that $1 that I want to put to this auntie, I, I'm going to really need it for later. So yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to say, I'm yeah. so sorry, auntie, I, I, I cannot buy it. I'm so sorry. Mm. And mm. I, I, I've, I've learned that it's really important to sort of um, do these things. Like, is it in your capacity to help? 
If it is, yeah. then help. If it is, then why? Yeah, help. Yeah, what's the big you deal? Know. What's the, What do you lose? You lose nothing. You lose fucking nothing. You lose a little bit of time. But come on. You know what I mean? Like you, like you spending three minutes to help someone up or you spending four minutes to walk someone to their house, you know, it's not going to like destroy your fucking day. If it is, then you are not planning your day effectively enough. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you know because I, mean? I feel like that's, that's the other thing in Singapore as well, right? People are constantly in a rush. Yeah. They are constantly... Like, we have one of the most efficient transportation systems in the world. Yeah. But people are constantly rushing from place to place. Everything is a fucking rush. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I feel like people are like, nah, I, don't, I don't have time to deal with this. And it, yeah, it's I sad. I just don't have time. I'm sorry. Yeah. But where are you always fucking rushing to? Why is life a fucking rush all yeah. the time? Yeah. But you know what, man? Like, um, I think I think that's what COVID has done. COVID has done a beautiful job of, t- mm. of reminding people the importance of slowing down and having, import- having personable connections. And, 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 and it's mm. something that I, I told my, my partner as well, like my girlfriend, like that, Man, after the lockdown, why the fuck is everyone so nice? <laughs> it, it took us a bit. I mean, you have not been in Singapore in a while. So, but when you, when you see the difference, man, because everybody has had a good balance of work and life. Everybody mm. has took, taken the time to sort of reignite this human connection with their family members. They also miss like social interactions. You know, mm. like, fuck, it's been so long since I saw you. How are you, man? It's like suddenly the tone is different. Mm. It's suddenly able to place value on it. Yeah. You, you couldn't, right? You can't. Like, it's such a luxury to be able to have that exactly. face-to-face meeting. Exactly, exactly. You know, like, I've only seen you on a Zoom. Wow, you look so different in real life. Fuck. How, how have you been? You know, but like, I think, I think it is something that is so important because, you see, you're not going to take all this money and all this efficiency to your grave. You're fucking not. You know, yeah, um, you really are not. Yeah, yeah. you you know the you know Indians the Indians love to say this when you die you need at least four people in your life. You know why to carry your body. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's true. Hey, I didn't think about yeah, that. You need four people to carry but, your body. Yeah. What the fuck? You need at least four people to carry your body. Okay, <laughs> so now these four people, how are you gonna make those four? How 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 are you gonna get those four people to carry your body? You're gonna have to have personal connections with them. They're gonna have to mm. like you. They can't fucking hate you. They'll be like, what the fuck? Die, die, die like this bastard. I don't give a shit about him. You know, in that side, it's sort of a metaphorical sense, right? Like, mm. man, human connections, are, 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 I think, are far more important and far superior to, you know, capital wealth. It's just, mm. it's, listen, you're not going to bring that money. You're not going to bring all that rushing, rushing that you're doing every day. You're not going to bring any of that to your grave. You're only going to bring the memories that people have of you. Have you done, yeah. the, have you done good? You know, have you done good? What is good? You know, just not going out of your way. But if it's in your way to help someone, in your capacity to help someone, help them lah. What's the big deal? You know, mm. and if you, it's not even, and also, if you don't want to help someone, let's not talk about helping. Helping is like, I think is level two of courtesy. If, if Singer the Lion had like levels of how, how you could be like him in the future, you know, first is just being polite. <laughs> just being fucking polite is such a fucking rare thing. You know, um, mm. just... You see, these people, they pay so much of money, they go to expensive restaurants, okay? Mm. You go to expensive restaurants, and imagine the customer service is like, yeah, what do you want? Mm. <laughs> the guy tosses the menu on the table, yeah, what do you want? 
Foster say. Tell me what you want. Yeah, quick, quick, quick. What is it? You want a what? what? Lobster, is it? What, what lobster you want? Can you imagine? <laughs> You'll be like, what the actual fuck, dude? I'm paying so much of fucking money and you're not mm. polite to me. But like, here's the thing. Why do I have to pay so much fucking money to get politeness? I don't have mm. to. Just be fucking polite. Just be fucking polite, dude. <laughs> but it, it boils down to that, right? Just be... Um it's funny because recently we've been talking a lot about the Carl Rogers and the humanistic approach. Mm. So he was a psychologist. Again, that's my background, right? So mm. talking about the humanistic approach and how you know a lot of therapy should be should just be based on the fact that you are two human beings in that room and you're trying to connect on that level as being a human being. Mm. And I think it, that that fundamental just goes back to everything, right? Why can't we just stop and take time to be a human being? Mm. You know, mm. what is so wrong in sitting, like, you know, like forming those connections with whoever you are, whoever you are um, interacting with and just sort of taking the time out, you know, to tell them, oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Hey, hope you have a nice day. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just simple things, man. Waving at the bus driver as you go off, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's something that's, again, that's something that's fairly common in, in Australia, you know, um, more so in more so I experienced in Perth than I did in Canberra, where mm. when as you tap off to leave the bus, yeah, you people always thank the bus driver. Mm, mm, and I mm. thought that that was brilliant because if you think about it, this bus driver has got you from point A to point B safely. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. that's his job. That's what he's paid to do. But yeah. just because he's paid to do that job, does it take you so much to just acknowledge that he's doing his job yeah yeah but you you see yes he's paid to do the job but you benefited from it yeah yeah you benefited from it and you see he could have done a shit job he could have had a he could have given you a terrible ride knocked somewhere and killed you but he didn't Mm. he dropped you safe he did his job well it's just what it is you know just (sighs) even just that just that action of thanking him and waving at him yeah you know i i feel like Imagine if we all just started doing that. How much more connected would people Man, feel to each other? Be. Man, we would be. You know, I, I've been I've been really grateful, I would say. Mm. Um, in the reason here especially. I, I've noticed this thing that I... I I don't know. Maybe it's because I've also gotten a lot older and I've also had some very... I'm going to use what you just said. Humanistic people in my circle that are very personable. Like who would not just go like, uh, hey man, can you do this for me? But like, hey bro, how are you? How's everything? Good? Feeling alright? How's like how's things at home? And blah, blah, blah. You're good, bro? Yeah, great, great, great. And uh, could you help me get this done, bro? If you can, you know, blah. It's like, I've had a few people in my life in this current place that I'm at. Even you, right? You know, like when, mm-hmm. we, when we connect with each, with, with each other, we're always like, before we even start recording the podcast, it'd be like, how's things? What, what's been up? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. We, we sort of have this moment. And just to just to make that connection and, and tell that, hey, you know, listen up, you know, I'm I'm not just here to do this shit just to get some um just just to get the duty off the off the list. That's just to get this off my checklist. No, it's not. Mm. It's about continuing this connection because this connection is more meaningful to me than the job that needs to be done. You know, like this this connection with you is more important to me than the money that I'm gonna earn from this or the fame that I'm gonna earn from this or the whatever the the the, the success of the project or whatever that you guys are, you know, running towards to do. And yeah. it has really evolved, man. And I and I've, I think it's a state of mind that you need to awaken. Um, it's probably dull. It's, it's there. I think all, every one of us have it. But we're afraid, you see, because we're afraid because 
it takes a lot of bravery to be kind. I think it takes mm. a lot right. of courage and bravery to be to to embody love, you know, to show mm. care. And and I think it's fucking hard lah. I mean, I'm be, I'll be very frank with you. Like, it took me a long time, right? Because we've all had this, you know, we're, we're not very privileged. We have had our, our own sort of shitty lifestyles. And, and we've also had shitty people in our lives that have made us feel pretty fucked up in some sense. That mm-hmm. Yes, you can say that that's justifiable for some form of, you know, being passive aggressive or whatever. But I'm, I, I've made some fantastic connections this year and last year. The moment I started opening up more. You see, because I'm an actor, right? And as an actor, mm. you know, you need to be, you need to work from the heart and you need mm. to be able to ev- emote and, and feel and, and affect. You know what I mean? And, and these things come from you breaking down your limits, breaking down your barriers, breaking down all the things that prevent you from, from connecting. You know, it's mm. really important, right? You see, like, you see, I, I, had a, I had a shoot this morning, you know, right? Like an overnight shoot. And yep. it's my first time acting with this co-actor, okay? And we're very different people. Individually, we're very different people. with very different lifestyles, very different ideologies. But we're now in two characters and he's supposed to be my everything. This guy, needs, he needs, he's my friend, my brother and everything. I've not seen him for a long time. He's embodying this and I'm embodying this. And I noticed yesterday, right? It's just that thing, right? Like... When you release the barrier and you go, I love you. I love you. You are everything to me. This guy is everything to me. This person in front of me is important to me. And man, you feel it. You don't even have to act anymore. You know what I mean? It's like I walk up to him. All I did was I walked up to him. I called his name. He turned. I turned, looked at him. He looked at me and we had that. One of the shots we really connected very well because we both looked mm. at each other. We felt like we were about to cry because we haven't seen each other in so long, you know. And that's what it is. I know this is a bit more acting-ish, but it comes from a real space. It comes from a real mm. place, mm. you know. And I and I'm telling you, you, it takes a lot because here I'm bearing myself to you, and I've noticed yeah. the more I have become less self-conscious, the 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 more I become. Yeah, the more I become less self-conscious about things, the more I become um, less attached to my preconceived notions and judgments of people. I, I've just been more open, man. And, and it, mm. it's, it's, I know it's a hard thing for a lot of people to do and I think it's very hard for a lot of people in you know, society to do because it's an extra level of thing that you have to do on top of work and blah, 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 blah. But I think it's essential that you, you stop thinking that everyone out there is out to get you or out to out to surpass yeah. you or out to like yeah. best you or something like that. It's just, no, no, fuck. It's okay. If that person is better than you at something, it's fine. Why does it always have to be a competition, right? Mm. Why? I can just go up to someone and go, hey man, you look good and you seem to be doing damn well in this particular skill. How the fuck do you do that, man? Shit, fuck, mm. you're amazing. And... Another thing I want to bring out yesterday, I told you there was a lot of waiting time. And all mm. of us characters are supposed to be in a band. So I yep. wanted to sort of, you know, build that interaction. And, and I'm quite grateful because we started talking about our personal characters. And then we started saying, yeah, I'm like this. I, I, I have this 
feeling. I'm always like that. I'm always like this. And then I, we started talking about how we perceived each other, you know. And I mm. said, like, yes, this guy, you know, when you look at him from far, you're like, he looks like a bit of a brute. You know, he might, he might not look approachable to you, but this guy's a gem. He's patient. He's amazing. And, you know, when I, as I say these things to this other guy, this guy, very good friend of mine called Alao, he turns around and he, like, tells everybody else, this guy, I know this guy from my first drama, and he's, you know, he's, he clicks with anyone so well, and I, and I love him for this, and blah, blah, blah. Then you see how that beautiful, there's this wave. I don't know if, I, I hope everybody can experience this wave of love. It's, you know, it sounds fucking hippie-ish, man, but it's like, it's so important. I feel like that's the energy, right? That's the connection that we need to continue humanity. Fuck, if anything mm. happens, I know that this guy that I met yesterday and I had this connection with is more likely to help me up with something <laughs> than someone else that I never built this connection with. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it doesn't matter all the money in the world and everything. It's just being able to have that that connection with somebody. So, I mean, that's how civilizations were built, right? You know, people having connections with each other. Yeah, you know, being able to trust that okay, this is the goal that we're going for. Let's all put our ourselves together to apply it, you know, towards this greater goal. Um, but yeah, nothing can sort of nothing can sort of or nothing should undermine the value of good human connection. Yeah, man. I think the one thing we should leave leave people with. I, I maybe it's important to understand as well that for some people, being kind might not be an easy thing. Yeah, it's you're right, man, Spence. It's hard to be kind because you're being being kind more often than not involves us being kind to strangers. You know, mm. it, you think about it, it's it's easy to be kind to your friends. It's easy to be kind to your family. Mm. You know, you know them. But being kind is so difficult when it comes to a stranger because you don't know them, right? Yeah. Um yeah. but what for me is why does that that shouldn't matter? Just because you're a stranger, you know, shouldn't make it any more difficult. Because one day, I'm sure we've all been in situations where a stranger has been the one that's helped us out. Mm -hmm. For me, it's just like, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose by being kind to a stranger? Worst case scenario, that person thinks you're a weirdo, (laughs) you know. But not everyone's going to think that way. Yeah. You know, not everyone's going to think... There, there might be some people, like I told you, you know, when you wave at the guy in the car and then they look at you like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? You know, but then there'll be some people that go, hey, they actually wave back at you. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. or give you a smile, you know, like they may look really angry and then, you know, they, uh, yeah, they give you a smile, you know, suddenly whatever they're thinking about stops because they're waving at you. Yeah. Um, and, and that sort of, and, and that sort of breaks whatever is going on. So let's not. Let's not trivialize the value of being kind to someone. You know, we all know how it's felt when we've received that kindness. Why wait for an, uh, you know a specific day or an incident to to sort of spread that kindness around? Just do it in your everyday, your little things. You know, mm. little things that you do. Yeah. Um, you know, if it, you're ordering chicken rice, you know, and you have the time to go and return your plate, you know, return the plate to the auntie and say. Hey, you know, today it was, you know, chicken rice was really nice today. Yeah. You know, thank you so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure that little conversation is going to make someone's day. Yeah. Dude, you know, speaking about chicken rice, you know, I'm like, I eat chicken rice like fucking heavily. 
If the, if I'm not cooking at home, it's only chicken rice, bro. It's only chicken rice. So yeah, I know. It. I survive on that shit in Singapore. It's a fucking bomb, dude. It's it's the best shit ever in Singapore. Yes. Shout out if anyone got chicken rice sponsor, please sponsor this podcast. Yeah. So you know, like now, you know, I moved to a new estate, and and um, me and Ta are very big on on connections, right? We're very very big on having that 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 feeling of home. And I think it is important to understand that the feeling of home only happens when you are when you are kind, polite, and nice, and you really want to make that effort to have a personal connection with someone, or you know, whether it's a shop owner or whether it's your the supermarket owner or whatever, you know. It's it, yeah. and I and I really see it, man, because see, Old Airport Road Market is just down the road. So I walk down mm-hmm. and then I, I buy chicken rice from the specific store. And if that st- store is not open, I, I buy it from another store. So there are two stores. And I buy my coffee from one store. Hey, and if that store is not open, then I buy it from another store. So I have like a, a regular stores that I go to, you know, often. Mm. And and I, I make it a point, you see. Like when I go there, I'll be like, hi, hi, hi. Uh, can I get so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so, please? And then she'll be like, yeah, 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 can. Oh, school. can you have uh, extra meat on it? You know, and it's a tone as well, right? Like it's a tone as yeah. to how you ask. As opposed to going like, ah, chicken rice roasted extra meat. Some people just do that. They come there and they go, chicken rice was so Sometimes I always wonder why the hawker aunties and uncles are fucking pissy. But that's because people are fucking idiots. Some yeah. customers are fucking idiots. They just go up there and go like, roasted chicken rice. Or like they say it in Mandarin, it's like fucking obvious. Like, hey, Kanina, who the fuck are you? Pastor, make my chicken rice and give it to me. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. As opposed to like, like, hi, hey, can I have uh, roasted chicken rice? You know, it's, it, it's not even you. Uh, you don't have to go there and go like, hi, how's your day? How's your soup tasting today? Yeah, how's yeah, your mom? How's your fuck? You don't have to do all that. Just go there and have a nice tone where you, you're showing that you appreciate that this person is going to be able to give you food. You know, that oh, is, you're, you're right, it's man. just you're that, right. man. You're it's just fucking that. And you know, like, co- like, I order my coffee. I go up there and I go like, uh, one kopi si kosong, please. Then the auntie will be like, yeah, wait, uh, wait, uh. yeah, yeah, no problem, auntie, take your time. You know, no rush, what? What the fuck? Then she's like, why you want again, uh, boy? Copy uh, Siko, so auntie. Yeah. Then I'll say it slower, so if she needs to understand it, I'll say, okay, uh, 120, yeah, yeah, no problem, nah. Thank you. Then she's like, can wait a bit, uh, boy? Yeah, yeah, okay, no problem. You know, then I'll just wait and all that. That, that happened like twice. From then on, right, whenever I go to the shop, the auntie will be like, Copy Siko, so? I'll be like, yeah. Thank you so mm. much. Because they, they remember the people that actually yeah. take the time to build that connection with them. And it's a, such a brilliant thing of human connections, yeah. man. You know, like, it's so ingrained. As you were, as you were saying that, I remember the story. Remember Lee Kwang Seng Studios? Yeah. <laughs> so, Lee Kwang Seng Studios, we used to go there and, uh, uh, you know, have band practice um, when we were in a band together. And that was a shit fucking studio, man. Let's be honest. That was a shit studio. It was musty, you know. Dude, the was, beds. Uh, they used the beds. They used uh, beds you know, for, for, for soundproofing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it was it was a terrible studio in terms of like acoustic qualities, but I love that studio, and and it was because Keith, the guy who owned yeah. the place, um, you know, his his father owned the place and he took over the business. He would always take the time to talk to us, you know, mm. about what we were doing and have those conversations with us, even though we were kids, man. Yeah, like you know, coming into the studio, he would like sit down and have a like take the time to have like some conversation with us yeah. and even his mom they used to be so nice you know yeah. um, and that human connection stands the test of time yeah. because the last time I stepped foot into Lee Kuang Singh Studios I would have been 16 years old mm. <laughs> 
and I have never seen I've never stepped foot into that place again it's since closed down yeah um yeah. I'm 34 this year so earlier in in the year mm. in February I, I went back to Singapore and I bumped into Keith mm. and he looked at me and he saw me looking at him as well and he was like and then I saw him like look away and think and then he looked at me again and then we both sort of walked up to each other at the same time and went hey Keith how are you and he's like I know you very well but I cannot remember your name then he was like hey Josh right I was like, hey, yeah, you can remember, actually. Uh. You know, and then we were talking and talking, like, and it's like, we never missed a beat. You know, he's like, oh, yeah. how's everything going, man? Like, I haven't, seen you in, I haven't seen you in such a long time. You're still playing guitar, this and that. And I'm like, man, yeah. you know how many studios we've gone to that are even more expensive, you know, yeah. like, even more flash. And like, you just go in, you pay your money, you go into the studio and you play. Yeah. And then you fuck off, yeah. you know, and that's it. <laughs> you know, like why, and, yeah. and why did he even have to bother to talk to me? And, and here's the you thing. Know, we this... were only secondary school kids. Yeah, we were, that's like, what I was about to say. Yeah. 12, 13, you know, when we started <laughs> going there. No, but that's, that's another interesting thing because you see, he, he is, um, you know, he's running the studio in, in Chompang, right? Eh? Yeah, Chompang. Yeah, yeah Chompang. Chompang, correct. Yeah, yeah. Chompang. And like, Dude, this studio is so cheap that you see people from all walks of lives. So you got yeah. skinheads, you got punks, you got metalheads. You have like people dressed up in all kinds of shit that'll be there. People of all kinds of language. People of all kinds of like, you know, shit. I mean, like normal people wouldn't want to like strike a conversation with them all the time. But yeah. Keith is and this fella. He was loved by everyone. Doesn't matter what you're fucking. Doesn't matter if you're a metal band yeah. or you're a punk band or you came there to sing Britney Spears. The fella, <laughs> everybody loved him because he had time for everybody. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter how fucking busy he was. Yeah. He always had time yeah. for you, yeah. and he always treated you. Or he always treated all of us like we were not just kids. Yeah, you know. Yeah, if. If for some reason something fucked up, he'd be like, oh, guys, really sorry. Look, the drum kit in this one is a bit fucked up. Can I move you to room four or not? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whereas we've been to studios where like, hey, this drum kit is fucked up. Huh? So how? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not at all. Sorry, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, that's the thing, man. That's the thing. Yeah, I think it's it's really important to sort of, um, you know, build these human connections because I feel like I don't know, man. I think this is it's just important. <laughs> you know, just be kind. It doesn't cost you any fucking money. And you'll be surprised at how your life changes when you do it. Yeah. I think I would like to... I mean, I guess we've really explored it. I think we've really explored it. We didn't, we didn't think this was going to turn out to be much anyway. You know, but like we've had so many experiences in life where people have been kind to us that, that you know, that these examples... I hope these examples you know, uh, exemplar of things that happened in your life that you can look back and go like, fuck, yeah, actually, you're right. You know what I mean? Like, maybe I should just be like these people. There are times in which you felt good, right? When you go to a shop and someone speaks to you right. Or when you, I don't know, when you buy something or you bump into someone who says, hey, sorry, you okay? You know, that kind of thing. It felt good, right? It felt, it feels bolstered. That's what it is, right? You feel like your society mm. is there for you. You know, like, hey, if you fall... Yes, it's painful on the ground, but at least you know there's someone there to help you up and get right back up into the system, you know, because we all need each other, man. You know, it's just what it is. And mm. I just want to say, I think I, I know that it's, um, it's hard. We, we agree. It's hard to be kind, especially for if you're not exposed to it from a very young age. I think, you know, if you're not exposed to a society that is, that's always kind, 
<laughs> or always says please and thank you, that always doesn't have this sense of entitlement. If you, if you are not exposed to that, then this is awkward. You know, it might feel awkward. It might feel weird. It might feel whatever it feels. But I'm going to go back to what I said earlier, right? Like, be brave. You know, be brave, be bold. You know, be bold. And it's not about being brave means being an asshole and always picking a fight with someone. No, being, being brave is about being able to stay, to stay kind, stay polite and stay nice to even your enemy. I think that takes like fucking balls. You know what I mean? Like, just think about that. Be kind. Yeah. All right. Before we sign off, mm. if anyone wants to do a sponsorship for the show for chicken rice, I will work for chicken rice. Thumbies out. Thank you, guys. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Thinking with Thumbies. We drop a new episode every Sunday, so do subscribe to us with your preferred podcast platform and stay updated with us on Instagram at Thinking with Thumbies. And if you have any feedback, questions, or want to share something interesting, please email us at thinkthumbie at gmail.com or drop us a DM on Instagram. Until next time, Thumbies out.